0: Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 98 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Uh,
1: Had a great weekend, Uh, ripped it up, got to see two of my friends from college get married, got to see like a bunch of the older guys from our fraternity. So that's always nice. Those guys are like, they're like, you know how like you're like two years younger than I am. They're like two yeah. years older than me. So it's always good to catch up with those guys. A lot of them don't live like in Maryland anymore. So it's nice. good to see them. Always, always good to feel young, you know? Exactly. Which for me doesn't get to happen very often.
0: So. <laughs> especially talking to us too. I often. was going to say, especially when I'm with the kids, but no. <laughs> I'm going to pass it across the screen to our youngest co-host, Mac Vogel. How are we doing? Doing well. Living life, as I always say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm feeling
2: pretty good. I Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, so I've been in a good mood recently just cuz I'm like big spookies coming up. Love that. Big spookies. Um, good shit. Yeah, you I've also it. side note I've been filming for this little project that my girlfriend is doing where I star in a movie as a sheet ghost. So, I've been doing a lot of that stuff recently and Nice. Uh yeah, there's pictures on my Instagram if anybody wants to look at that, but it's basically just pictures of me in a ghost costume with my buddy also in a ghost costume and we're just going all over town people are honking at us um we get drunk in the ghost costumes at one point it's good stuff
1: that was like i always she got come... you to do it right <laughs> yeah he's like there's
0: beer just put this on let right me yeah. it always comes back to getting drunk so you're like this is my
1: tuesday night anyway
0: so right <laughs> yeah speak speaking of getting drunk um a little recap of my weekend. I don't, Nick, I think you know this, Mac. I'm not so sure. And for anybody listening, you know, if you know me well enough, you probably do. Not a craft beer guy. Don't like IPAs. Don't really do like a whole lot of weird, crazy shit. I'm a light beer guy. Like if it's mass produced, it's mass produced for a reason. That's I do know this about you. It's the yep. Mickey. You're, you're the Mickey guy. I yeah. am the Mickey guy. I'm a Bud Light guy. If You know, blue moons are fancy to me. Whatever. Okay. Well, Uh, We were in, uh, me and my girlfriend were in Ocean City this past weekend, and we went to one of my favorite places in the world, Dewey Beer Company, right in Dewey Beach. It's a good spot. Right across the street from Starboard, Um, for those of you local in the Maryland-Delaware area. Great place. Best soft pretzels in the world. They do it right. Dean left
1: his uh, wallet, debit card, and dignity there one time.
0: Yeah, I was pretty damn close. Well, anyways um you know my girlfriend likes the sour beers that's like what her family does not a big sour beer guy they got that like thick consistency i don't like like it. i I don't see i'm
1: glad we all agree on that ari likes them too it's not really my thing if i I, want to respect them
0: i know a lot of people fucking love them so i got nothing against them it's not my thing i I can't i can't drink them they taste funny to me It's not really my thing either. And sour in general, like I'm not a big candy guy. Like if you give me dessert options, I'm going cake and ice cream all day. I don't do like all the warhead sour candy shit. Um, However, she gets a flight and it's like these four like weird flavors, like orange, this cranberry, that blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. Sours on tap are truly different than sours in a can night and day. And I'm not not a big like, you know, some people are like, oh, I only drink it on tap. I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, and bad- I take
1: this? that, I take that one step further. I would go ahead and say that, like, at least just me, maybe I'm just nuts. Sometimes the beers I get in the like in a flight taste completely different than the ones I get in a glass. And I know they're coming from the same place. Yes, I know yes. I sound crazy, but yes, I don't know,
0: hard to explain. So, anyways, long story short, I tried some of her flights, loved them. We ended up getting like three more flights. It was a great time. I ended up buying a four pack of sours. The cans look really cool. But for anyone who's not like a big craft beer or sour fan, if you're in the Dewey area, go to Dewey Beer Company. Food's phenomenal. Staff is great. The drinks are awesome. So just wanted to get that out there. It was a good experience. Had a good time. So, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's all I got for, you know, weekend drama. Anything else for you guys? Not really. Not much. All right, well, before we get into the episode, a couple things to cover. We are going to have a full merch drop. Uh, We will be announcing that on Instagram when it is officially live, so be on the lookout for that. We finally have the samples finalized, so um, when the store is ready, we'll let you know, and we'll be shouting that out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the good stuff. Uh, Mac, do you have a topic of the day for us? I sure do. Uh, It's a question.
2: And I wrote just one word in the doc. I'm not sure if you can guess what the hell I'm talking about in there, but uh, it's a college hockey question. I'm uh, wearing a BC <laughs> nice, sweater. So, nice. You know, we go for a college hockey question. And the question I have for you boys is: If you could play for any D1 college hockey program, which program would you choose, and why? well of course nick
0: is gonna choose green. <laughs> i'm wearing Jesus.
1: the sweatshirt baby come on it's rivalry. Is water
0: like... wet like yeah right you know that's like clockwork yeah um i'm gonna have a hot take here and i actually thought of this answer pretty cool but i'm a big fan of what arizona state's bringing these days i like like the new school vibe they've got going the jerseys are great it's a sunny area i'm sure you know there's a lot of great things that come with arizona colleges Uh, but yeah, I'd probably choose Arizona state. seems like a good time. That's a good one.
1: I think if I had to go outside of Sparty, I would probably do Minnesota Duluth just because they, you know, you're old school. Like, yeah, they put like two boats on the water in the last three or four seasons. So, I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. I'd have a hard time. I think I would like doing BC or BU, uh maybe like a, somewhere yeah. like you know I don't know northeastern would be kind of cool uh North Dakota would be pretty cool, I think probably there, you know, just yeah. for the atmosphere in itself, sure,
2: I think um i you know I say. I'm, I'm wearing the BC sweater miss, mostly because my mom went to BC and she's a big BC football and hockey fan. Um, And so, you know, I'll, I'll root for them. And so that's what comes to mind first, but I, I don't think I would choose them. It's a little too like high stakes. I wouldn't want to be like, I don't know, like that in the center of everybody's attention constantly. And like playing with a bunch of guys that are every single year, you're going to lose people to NHL. Like, it seems like a bit much, I think a sleeper one that I would maybe pick is like Denver. I've been to that. Campus. That's a good one. It's a good area. It's a cool town. Um, the school itself is really good school. Um, the campus is gorgeous. I got a chance to go inside the rink and it's just, I mean, it would be a sweet home barn to play in. Yeah. Um, and I like their colors too, which it's kind of the same as BC, like the yeah. maroon and white type thing. But I think it's good, like college colors. That's a great um, question, and- Mac. Yeah.
0: Made me think a little bit. Also, Um, I think Mario's son either used to was either last year or maybe still on the team. His son is on the team for Arizona State. Yeah. Yeah, Austin.
1: I love how none of us said Ivy League schools. Yeah. (laughs) Just says all you need to know about this podcast yeah pretty
2: one much right. one other sleeper that i will mention real quick and i hate that i have to say this because fuck the badgers but i i gotta say i would maybe choose like uw just because really madison, madison is a phenomenal town it's a ton of fun i'm sure it'd be fun to go to school there but i mean i went to marquette so i gotta hate them and
1: yeah. uh i don't so. i fucking hate their football team that's for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> i i think you know like going back to your point about bc or like you know i said i wouldn't want to do bc or bu i think it would be cool to play in the bean pot though
2: oh so, yeah. yeah i mean th- there's so much that goes into this question you got to think about what uni's do you want to rock. who has like the sickest arena what city would be fine you know that's why it'd be like fuck no n- not going right. to north dakota because it's like what the hell are you going to do around there besides play play from, hockey um, for north dakota that's it um but you also, I guess, don't want to have too many distractions. Like, if you go somewhere, like, super sick, like, well, I guess none of them r- are really in, like, <laughs> crazy. Like, there's
0: no, like, L.A. Air- school or, like, Arizona State, Florida. isn't it? Isn't Arizona okay. State, like, the biggest, co- like, population-wise? It's, like, one of the top five. What part of Arizona is it located in? Do you know? No fucking clue. Couldn't tell you. Okay. What I do know is that I think they have, like, over 60,000 students. It's, like, top five in the country in terms of okay. uh, wow. student population That's it's a huge. huge massive school
1: and still um, bottom five in gpa but <laughs> it's all that counts baby <laughs> yeah you gotta have um, one or the
0: other you can't have it all
1: exactly <laughs> anyway um
0: it's a fun question but no i like that one that was good Well, we got a lot to cover in today's episode. We're uh, you know two weeks into the NHL. So before I toss it off to Nick for the league news, let's take a minute to talk about today's sponsor, Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink-to-Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink-to-Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink-to-Reef to to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Nick, all
1: yours. All righty, well let's get uh we're going to start with a hot hand and that hot hand belongs to Connor McDavid. Uh it is his league. We just happened to watch it, really. Uh if you look at his numbers, he's got 13 points in 5 games so far this season. And don't look now but the Oilers are 5 and 0. Just saying. Uh
0: this is absolute I don't even know what adjective to use. I can't describe how much he's dominating. Uh, 13 and five is nuts. He's two points away from three points per game. Big math guy over here. If he were to keep up at this pace, he would eclipse the 150 point mark, which is crazy to think about. Raise your hand. What's up? This is going to fall off. You think? I don't know, man. He's... For the team, it absolutely. Yep. Yep. team Right there. Team. Yeah. Now listen, fall off. I think the Oilers he's, are like, I mean
1: we know he's winning the Art Ross. We know he's yeah. going to, you know, be well over 100 points this year, you know, by miles. 100 Yeah. I'd say I, a well over 120. I, I think we could be talking about the other number too, but you know, it's just I just cannot after everything I've seen for the last 10 years of watching the Edmonton Oilers tell you that this is going to continue.
2: They won't I mean, they're not going to be this good all year they're no, they're, no. they're gonna definitely level out i think he i think it'll be similar to last year where like he and dry will hold 50 percent or more of like the total points scored by that team by the end of the year but i mean i think what he's doing it's is nuts. somewhat sustainable like i don't think he can do it quite i mean obviously you know you're gonna you're gonna fall off a little bit at some point but i fully expect him to be like again above 120 like harrison said maybe even higher than that i don't know well let's talk for a second about
1: the the poll we had on our story today harry i think you were the one that put that up there it was whitney's quote saying that mcdavid is the best player to have played in the nhl to this point I, i don't understand how you can say that that's not true
0: you know, and let to clarify the the quote for those listening, if you haven't heard it, Whitney on Chicklets was saying that um, McDavid is the best player who's ever played in the NHL. Doesn't mean he has the best career. Doesn't mean he has all the on records. pure talent alone. It doesn't mean he's the winningest. It doesn't mean he's the best leader. But on pure talent alone, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you disagree with that. I mean, this I guy's think you standard. Could make- yeah. This guy's standard is 120 minimum. It's crazy. Max gonna say something. Go ahead.
2: I uh, the only thing that I would add to this conversation is just that I think it's hard for me to commit to that answer based on the way it's worded, like the best hockey player. And like when I think about that, I feel like you got to think about all the elements of hockey, which is why I would almost change it to be like the best, like, offensive player or something the like best that. Best talent. Yeah, maybe. like, best talent makes sense. I agree with you there. But the skill one, set. Yeah, the one reason why I'm, like, kind of held back is because, like, his physical part of the game. Like, he doesn't hit. He doesn't, like, do you, like, I, you know, he he's not, like, a physical guy, and I think that's part he's, of hockey. He's right? not, so. like,
1: I mean, if you, let's be real. If you were going to pick, like, the most complete hockey player of all time, right, it's Gordy right. Howe. Like, it's just not even up for debate at this point. Right. So, But like if you you would pick the best player, everyone says Gretz, you know, it's Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. So it's just there's
2: there's definitely like subcategories to it and stuff. But I just want to like add that little footnote, because I feel like when you talk about the best hockey player that we've seen to this point, there's so many things that are aspects of the game of hockey and like maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but I don't know. That's just what I think.
0: So I get what you're saying and I agree. I have a tough time saying he's the best hockey player he's. Definitely the most eye-catching and probably skilled player we've ever seen. Um, but man, if he gets one or maybe two cups and he keeps putting up numbers like this and he wins in Art Ross from now until the year 2027, every single year, Plus, I mean, he's going to be up there. Like, How much more is it going to add to that discussion if he right. leads the Oilers to a Stanley Cup? Exactly. If he does it with the Oilers, it means a whole lot more than if he jumps ship and you know goes somewhere with and the, then you know, sports center Sanders becomes
1: against. unbearable with ninety nine and ninety seven comparisons for the next
0: forty yeah. years. So yeah, it's just crazy what he's doing. I mean, if you have time, watch the Oilers. He is can't miss television. They play Wednesday night against the Flyers on uh, in Philly, so you have Eastern Time Zone there. Put it on. I mean, it, it is truly incredible to watch. Zach Hyman is a goal per game player on his line, like it's crazy. So we'll get yeah, into a lot is. more. We'll get a lot more Oilers talk in the gambling segment of uh, this episode. But just wanted to throw that out there. It is nuts what the Oilers are doing right now.
1: For sure, I think it's worth mentioning that the Hurricanes, Panthers, and Blues are also still unbeaten on this season. All right. We need to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. So there's going to be two parts to this discussion. There's going to be the first part, which is how they've been doing as a team so far this season. And then the second part, which is basically what's come out about the team today, which is October 26th. So to start, this team is a dumpster fire right now. An absolute disaster. Has not won a game to start the year. Uh, they've got multiple players and coaches in COVID-19 protocol, uh, that list as of today includes Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Henrik Borgstrom, Riley Stillman, Jujar Kara, and coaches, Mark Crawford, Tomas Middle and Jimmy Waite. So basically this is the Hawks team minus DeBrinket
0: and Seth Jones. And Seth Jones is statistically, according to advanced analytics, the worst player in the league. Exactly. So. It's bad, and there's a lot more stats we're gonna throw your way at uh, at the gambling part of this. So this team, just
1: what have you guys seen from them? That's you know, have you been able to watch any of their games? Do they just look bad? I mean, what have you guys seen so far?
2: I haven't watched an entire game because it's been too brutal to do so. But I've I've seen uh, a period or two of two or three of their games so far, and it's just they look like they don't have chemistry out there. You can see them. Is lost like, the right word?
1: Yes, yes. definitely. Yeah.
2: And I think like, it's funny because obviously, you know, all this stuff came out today about them unrelated to their play on the ice. But um this morning before all that happened, I was saying to somebody that was asking me like, what do the Blackhawks need to do? Because there's a lot of Hawks fans out here in, you know, Midwest territory. Uh, Where Wisconsin doesn't have a team, but uh, somebody was asking me, what do the Blackhawks need to do right now to like get back on track? Like, I thought you were saying they could be like a sleeper team this year. And like, I, I did say that. Um, I, I told them, I think they need to fire the coach. I don't think this coach is the right fit for the team. Um,
0: I think right yeah
2: I'm not sure like where he came from if he was promoted from within or what the deal was there but I think he
1: was don't quote me on that I think they
2: need to go out there and get somebody a little more like on the radar like a little a little more like established "Mm -hmm," exactly and until they do that I mean it looks like whatever he's doing is not (laughs) clicking with the players that are on the ice because like Nick said they look lost
0: So I was going to save this for the gambling portion at the end of the episode, but I got giddy, so I'm just going to do it now. Um, Some fun stats for you about the Blackhawks. So their big move over the offseason was acquiring Seth Jones from the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, by the way, got a first-round pick out of this. And with how bad the Hawks are doing, you never know what that's going to turn into. When Seth Jones is on the ice, Chicago has been outscored 10-0 so far this season. I think we're five games in. Um On Sunday night, October 24th, Chicago broke the record for longest time spent without a lead to start an NHL season in NHL history. They went just over uh, 16 periods without a lead. That record was broken on Monday night by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Did not see that one coming. Um, where they went 17 periods without having a lead. So the Hawks did hold an NHL record for 24 hours before the lightning broke it. And their other massive offseason acquisition, Marc-Andre Fleury so far, has a 839 save percentage with a 5.74 goals against average.
2: Yeah, and my fantasy team is fucking hurting because of it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it is not good in the Windy City right now. The Blackhawks like, are Same. Bad. The only
1: good news fantasy-wise for me is that I could put Kaner on IR, but bad. Yeah, It's it's not good. I mean, from what I've seen, lost is the perfect word. I mean, passes completely off the mark, like two or three feet in front of and behind guys. Just... Zone entry nightmares, zone exit nightmares, turnover nightmares. And, you know, I think part of me, you know, Harry, going back to what you were saying about like Seth Jones stats is yeah. Those numbers against him don't look great. And yeah, those numbers against flurry don't look great. And yeah, they haven't been playing well. I'll be the first one to come out and say that I think sometimes they can get a little inflated when the team around them is really dogging it, especially when it comes to the goalies but number one defenseman i mean like Seth Jones you're on the ice the most you were on the ice basically nonstop in Columbus and your numbers were still good there so yeah and even though it's unrelated to almost you know everybody that's
2: with the team currently at least on the ice um what's happening with them in the media today and recently that... certainly doesn't fucking help
1: no um, and you know, i think that just this... knowing
2: that people are out there condemning the team you play for as a whole franchise and being like these guys suck. Like, again, even though it doesn't pertain to you, particularly like if you're a freaking Seth Jones, this has nothing to fucking do with you. It doesn't help being on the team that's in the media right now in the worst way
1: possible. Absolutely. So let's touch on that a little bit. So we just want to recap everything that's gone on pretty much. What is it? It feels like it's like the last three or four months. Six, six, something like that. that? I don't know. I'm not good at time anymore. Uh, So as of today, Stan Bowman has stepped down as the Blackhawks GM. Uh, The team CEO, Danny Ritz, have revealed that today on Tuesday. Bowman vacated his role following the conclusion of an independent investigation into alleged sexual abuse within the organization. I think it's worth noting here that Bowman is also out as the GM of the 2022
0: U.S. Olympic team. Can I chime in one sec? For those who are unaware, this is dating back to the 2010 Stanley Cup run by the Hawks.
1: That's correct. So just a, a timeline recap for everyone on May 7th of this year, a hockey player formerly affiliated with the Blackhawks hockey team filed a lawsuit against the organization. The player who in the investigation is only named as John Doe alleged that in May 2010, he was sexually assaulted by then video coach for the Blackhawks, Brad Aldrich. John Doe further alleged that the Blackhawks were made aware of the alleged assault soon after it occurred and failed to address the assault as an issue. So, Obviously some serious stuff here. The 107 page report from uh, what was the company? Uh, Jenner and Block LLP or something like that were the ones doing the independent investigation. And this is basically what they found in their findings. It is undisputed that a sexual encounter occurred involving John Doe and Brad Aldrich and that it occurred at some point between May 8th and May 10th is what they think. Uh, John Doe recalled that after game five on May 9th, he was at with a group at a bar in Chicago. He recalled that Aldrich was present and introduced him to a woman. He next recalled going to Aldrich's apartment with the woman. And before they entered the apartment, Doe recalled the woman left. Doe also recalled that Aldrich appeared to be unhappy when Doe followed the woman instead of entering his apartment. So regardless of the day that, you know, something, you know, occurred here, they are saying without a doubt that something actually did occur. Uh, John Doe, the player, which obviously this is a, you know, an alias he's using recalls entering the apartment where a small TV or computer was showing a horse race. Uh, he stated that Alf- Aldrich offered and made John Doe uh, a beverage an alcoholic beverage. Uh, he recalls, Aldrich telling him that, you know, Quenville is, you know, one of the guys that like listens to him the most and, you know, he can help this guy get into the roster. This is a a player that was not, you know, on the active roster during this cup run. He was one of the black aces, you know, an uh, American hockey league player that's called up to support the team. In case there's an injury, you'll travel with the team. Occasionally you'll practice with the team. uh, But really you're kind of just there as an extra body. Uh, these are guys that are typically trying to make NHL rosters. They're doing whatever it takes to get in and out of the lineup. They're working with these coaches, you know, day in and day out to fine tune their game, to make these NHL rosters. Uh, one of the you know findings from this investigation, unfortunately, is that this coach used that power and this leverage to force this situation to happen uh doe stated that uh aldrich invited him over to make him uh you know he texted him saying like hey i know you've been in a hotel bar for a while you're like you've been in a hotel for a while why don't you come over we'll talk about your game a little bit we can watch some hockey i'll make you some dinner you know that kind of stuff and i think it's fair to point out that that's really not that uncommon for another member of a hockey organization to do if you guys you know guys leave their homes at 14 and go live with billet parents and older teammates. And, you know, older coaches will often step in to, you know, drive younger players places or help them out with stuff. You know, we saw it with, you know, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, they were living with Patrick Marlowe, you know, Sidney Crosby was living with Mario Lemieux for a while. This isn't, you know, too far out of the question for, you know, players to do this. Ovi lived with the caps owner for like six months when he first came to the States, uh, so, you know, what seemingly was a nice gesture ended up in uh, the, you know, the inevitable sexual assault occurring that night at the apartment. Uh, John Doe states that uh, Aldridge basically took out a, a souvenir Chicago Cubs baseball bat and threatened that if he didn't you know, go through with this, that he would not only never play in the NHL, but never walk again. So ultimately, at the end of this, uh, you know, the the Hawks decide to you know remove some of their staff. Frank Saravelli announced that the NHL is going to slap the organization with a two million dollar fine. But I, I think at this point, my my question to you guys is, you know, it's just how how could someone something like this happen? It is just horrible.
0: Yeah, I I mean the report I. Just got home from work and um, I read a couple pages of it. I think you and Mac got to dive into it a little deeper and it's to put it mildly disgusting. Um, Which like
1: before (laughs) anyone goes and reads this, like, please like exercise caution because there's
0: some it's It's about as graphic as you can get. Yes, it's very graphic. So obviously horrible, Um, you know. (sighs) I don't really have many more comments than that. I mean, there's not really much to – I'm kind of at a loss for words, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't want to say there's not much more to say, but I don't, I don't know what to say personally as me, Harrison, speaking. Um, you know, there are still active members that were a part of that 2010 Chicago team that are, one, on the Blackhawks, two, in other organizations, and three, play pivotal roles on the Blackhawks or in the other organizations that they're on now – and it makes you wonder what is going to take place. And, you know, um, I don't want to build this into a speculation, but one of the names that is brought up in the report is Joel Quenville, who is right now head coach of the undefeated Florida Panthers and one of the Stanley Cup favorites going into this season. And you have to wonder what's going to take place now because, You know, if you're on Twitter, you're seeing that he denied allegations of him knowing about this uh, back in May of this year. And now after you read this report, we're in October. It seems like based on the report that he knew all along and there's direct quotes that prove that. So I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but I think it's worth noting that there are probably going to be some moves or actions made probably right after this podcast drops, to be honest with you, um, about some some changes around the league.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. Um, I'd say, <clears throat> excuse me, I, that the one thing that's already been done, uh, fining the Blackhawks $2 million, although that is well over the typical fines we normally see in the NHL, I still don't think it's anywhere near enough when you think about how much the Blackhawks are worth That's basically a billion-dollar franchise getting fined, like, less than 1% of what they're worth um, over something that, to me, is deserving of far more than that. Um, Or not even just fines. Like, I'm surprised they don't have to lose, like, draft picks or you know, have to like clean house or like, I I'm, I'm just very surprised that there wasn't any up
1: the championship too. Honestly, one one of the things I saw all over Twitter today was people calling for it, but yeah, that'll never happen. But yeah. Um, um, Harry, you made a, you know, a great point is the fact that, you know, Panthers coach Joel Quenville and Jets GM Kevin shovel Dayoff were made aware of these allegations in 2010. And one of the troubling quotes that surfaced was that they basically said like the team had worked so hard to get to the Stanley cup, you know, to the conference finals and to the cup final that they didn't have time to deal with this or they couldn't right. deal with it right now, which is just, it blows your mind to think about that.
0: Yeah, and you know, I didn't, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I briefly read through the report, but from what I saw, it sounds like they were in the midst of a series against the Sharks, potentially. I think it was between the second round against the Canucks and the third round
1: against the Sharks.
2: Yeah, it was right around that time, and the date is shaky, but it's... Right in that general. Right. So I'm just trying to frame frame the
0: picture in case someone's unaware of, you know, putting all the time pieces together. It's the 2010 black Hawks. They believe the incident happened between the semifinals and conference finals, second and third round, right. When the San Jose series was about to start. Not that that, you know, means anything. I'm just saying that in case you are unaware, you don't want to read the report because you don't want to, or it's too long or, you know, you don't want to read the graphics that are in there. I, I wouldn't blame you, honestly. Um, but yeah, so that's that. It's just it's a story that I'm sure is going to have a lot more stuff come out as the coming days uh, get rolling here. I mean, we're Definitely. doing this on tu- we're doing this on Tuesday. I would imagine something's going to happen with Quinville by Friday, and I hate to turn Absolutely. this. Absolutely, this- I'm yeah. not going to you know start speculate on all that, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, it's bad. Yeah.
0: Uh, moving also, on. One of oh, the, go ahead.
2: One more thing. One of the worst parts about it is that that fucker, the person in question here actually got their name engraved on the cup and all that too. so
1: yeah,
2: um, pretty yeah. brutal.
1: Yeah. I think it is worth noting also Mac, that Aldrich did go on to have you know a couple other positions. He left the Hawks. Uh, I'm not sure how soon after that incident. They basically Uh, gave him an ultimatum right after the cup and said,
2: either we're going to investigate this or you can resign and we won't do anything about it. And he took that second option.
1: Yeah. Um, He did. uh, He was eventually arrested in 2013 and pled guilty to fourth degree criminal sexual conduct involving a minor. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to talk about them. Uh, The, what the most overreaction prone <laughs> fan base in sports? But. Well, I'll
2: say what well, we uh, everything we just talked about with the Hawks being a dumpster fire right now it makes this Maple Leafs team look like they're golden. Like
1: they they, have, they're just they as no much problem. of a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, if you take away the you know on ice stuff, I think they might be neck and neck, uh, you know, off right. ice. I think right, the Hawks right. got them, but yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, they got spanked by Harry's Penguins this weekend, and that's without Crosby, Latang, Malkin, Carter, or Russ. They lost seven to one yeah i was gonna say they got they got spanked by
2: harry's
0: Wilkesbury penguin. seriously <laughs> yeah. evan rodriguez was the first line center half of you are probably saying who and that's exactly my point so yeah it's not good up in toronto i think our boy rick uh you know he might be throwing back a couple more molsons than usual well right he canceled his, his car and car insurance <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i saw that he is fucking funny dude I, he always makes me laugh but uh yeah, Leafs then lose to the Hurricanes last night, Monday the 25th, by a score of 4-1, to where Freddie Anderson obviously started for the Canes, thickens the plot. His best friend Austin Matthews scores his first goal of the season on him, but the Canes inevitably take the win and remain undefeated. Um, Good
2: that Matthews got the monkey off his back. I mean, not even a monkey. I know he missed the first couple games and, and, yeah, he's, and he played one or two, but still the, the fact that he got on the board is big, just that hopefully going forward. Now the team can kind of rally around some of his momentum. Maybe
1: if he starts to get hot, that yes. was also the first time those two had played each other since the
0: David Ayers incident, I believe. Right? Yes. I think you might be right on that. Um, I think you are right on that. So. Knowing all of this, I'm going to lay out a couple more stats and then let's break it down. Uh, Mitch Marner, 14 straight games, scoreless. That's not good when you're paying that guy that much money. Toronto, Toronto is 0-3-1 in its past four and has managed just one goal in three of them. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to think about the Leafs right now. They look lost. John Tavares, I'm just going to say it, he kind of sucks and he's kind of washed. And I'm gonna I'm not holding back on that. You can say whatever you want. He's not it, dude. He's not the captain who's gonna lead you to the Stanley Cup. I'm sorry. Hold up. Are we talking about the
2: same John Tavares that was like their best player in the playoffs this past season? Cause he was kind of a fucking monster in the postseason. Am I wrong? He was well, they only made it one round,
1: so let's. You know, well, yeah,
2: but like that round that wasn't way. all seven games. I'm pretty sure he, he was, was like, good. He was good. He was that the only series. one
1: of the four that was stepping up.
0: Yeah, uh, but he stink, dude. However, like, I will
2: agree with you so far this season. I saw somebody tweeted um, that he looks like a ghost out there because they just barely notice when he's on the ice, and that's the best way to put it. <laughs> well,
0: and it's true. I it's thought like
1: I thought they were saying that because he was waiting for uh, you know chick flicks releasing, uh, you know. Their, their film on the, yeah, on the 29th,
2: exactly. right? The yeah. Drunken Spirits, Ghost starring myself.
1: And John Tavares.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Sheldon Keefe is completely on the hot seat. I'd say Kyle Dubas is slow. I mean, he's probably on the hot seat, too. Everybody on the Leafs is on the hot seat, except for, I'd say, Matthews. Riley, Morner. I guess actually Nylander would be safe. He played really I, well. I don't think Riley's going to, like, even if they kept no. Morgan
1: Riley throughout this year, they can't resign him next year.
0: Dude, if I'm Morgan Raleigh, I don't even want to fucking resign. I don't even want to resign here. Why would you? He's the whipping boy.
1: He is, big time. So
0: if you guys don't, if you're on Twitter and you like comedy, um, the Oak Leafs is one of the best (laughs) Twitter. I know Stephen Baker follows him now. He probably found that out through the pod. Let me read you a series of three tweets that went down last night. First tweet. During the first period, I hate to say it, but I think I've noticed Tavares on the ice about three times this year. He's an absolute ghost. That's the tweet that Mac was referencing. Start of the second period. This team is an empty shell. I don't know else to how, how to put it. Start of the third period where they're already down three to one. This is like watching a relative you dislike slowly die, which just made me fucking <laughs> laugh so hard because the, the dislike part is what really throws that comment, uh, you know, over the hills. But Uh, I guess what I'm trying to bring this full circle is tomorrow night we have the drama bowl, as I will call it. We have on Wednesday, October 27th, the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Toronto Maple Leafs at the United Center in Chicago with everything we've just talked about for the past 20 minutes. I don't know what to think about this game. I have no clue, Mac. You you have a big like. You're just laughing. I'm like, it's what do just, you think? Yeah, gonna it's gonna be a funny one. It's gonna be two teams desperate to be
2: like, no, you suck more. No, you suck more. Like, what's the I bigger
1: story? The Leafs winning or the
0: Hawks winning? Uh I don't know, dude. That's the that's the crazy part.
2: Depends if the Hawks are still. Wait, when is that game? Sorry, hold on. Tomorrow okay. night. Okay, then yeah, they're. I was going to say depends on the Hawks if the Hawks can win before then, but that's their next game. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I guess, you know, what I would say is originally before all this Black Hawks off ice stuff broke, um, I was big on the over for this game. I really am. I think that when you have two teams, especially the Leafs considering Kane and Taves are on COVID protocol, when you have the Leafs who are this desperate for a win playing against an organization, on the ice and off the ice that's beat down this much, you have to think the Leafs are going to put up like four or five. I, well, they have to. What's, what, what, what's Flurry's GAA? You said it was like five and a half, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think the over tomorrow is kind of a lock. The only way I don't think it hits is if Chicago literally just doesn't score and the Leafs whip them five-nothing. I can't imagine right. Chicago's coming back from this.
2: Yeah, it's tough because – flurry you gotta think at some point he's gonna click and and be flurry again and i that's what worries me with betting against this hawks team is like how sustainable is it for them to literally not win a single game um now again betting your bet isn't necessarily against the hawks i like the over as well i'd say but again the hawks at some point flurry is gonna not suck Yeah, yeah yeah
0: And I agree with that. That's kind of why I'm leaning over. I I smell five three all over this. This smells like a five three, like four to three in the third. Empty net seals it. Over probably be set at like six and a half. That's kind of how I'm feeling this out. I think I'm right on that. I have no, I have no idea what to expect from the Hawks. I mean, they're missing their two best players, so I don't know. Um, Nick, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I like that five-three range. I could see that happening. I could also see like, like nine-one. You know, <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> well, you, you just gotta think. You yeah. have to think the Leafs are gonna fucking snap out of it and just crush them. I'm not saying they will. I'm not rooting for them. I'm not betting the Leafs. I'm betting the over. But the Leafs have to put up like five or six. They just have to. Yeah, I think I think they watch the game be one nothing down. I look like a total moron. That's probably what's going to okay. happen. But speaking um, of total morons, can I we was move gonna on say to the next speaking
1: team? of they just have to do we want to that's what I'm literally already laughing about before we <laughs>
0: talk about. Yeah, I hate both of you. So the stupid fucking Seattle Kraken and stupid fuckings and bold on this uh, notes we got here. But the stupid fucking Seattle Kraken dropped their first ever home game at Climate Pledge Arena to the Vancouver Canucks and Danny 4500 uh, 4-2 the final score. Knucks take the game. They come back from being down 2-1. Vince Dunn opened the scoring with a snipe in the first period with 3.2 seconds remaining on the clock. On the same night, the Kraken retired number 32 for being the NHL's 32nd franchise. I'm sorry. I think that's so dumb. Illuminati? It's so dumb. It's yeah. Yeah. so,
1: so dumb. Or... The dumbest one has to go to Minnesota. They've retired the number one for their fans because they're the best. Yeah, that is pretty Okay, awful. that's actually like, and you know
2: what? I guarantee you that every goalie that gets to Minnesota, like signs with Minnesota, they're like, here I come. What number do you want to be? And they're like, ah, I'll just take one. And they're just like, yeah, oh, but which yeah. one? Um, <laughs> we actually have to talk to you about that uh, for the fans. Any other number. It's just, wait who played for you that right for one that was amazing yeah it doesn't, amazing. Make, yeah. doesn't make
0: any Ugh. sense i think it's dumb too it's it's just everything the nhl does that's new is kind of corny in my opinion and this just reeks of corny but yeah i put a lot of money on that i lost a lot of money on that um i will never bet that team the rest of the season so they're dead to oh no I'm is not. that the first they're one dead. this year yeah, they're dead to me. Okay. I'm, I'm officially at all that preseason hype shit where I was Crossing like, better this. the yeah. defense is better than Kevin. No, they're dead. Like, not they touching suck. them? No, I'm not going to no. lie to
2: you. I uh, I forget what what game that was, but Nick, you and I were texting before like the NHL slate started one night, and I think I cooked up some kind of parlay that included the night – or sorry, the Kraken to just – not lose by more than one it was like plus one and a half cracking or whatever yeah i started watching that game and they ended up losing like five to one or six to one or something they're horrible and well i watched like half of the game (laughs) they
1: suck they're not good
2: and that's why i didn't take the the bet that harry because i mean i i agree like it's a first home opener yeah they should win but i had just watched that game like two days ago and i was like they looked like dick out there like i was talking about the hawks looking like they have no chemistry these guys were literally like none guy has the puck behind his own net and he just needs to like make a breakout pass and it was like the power play too nobody was pressuring them and they were just like missing passes and they didn't know where each other were on the ice and it was just like it looked like a, a like a you go to a scrim or a stick and puck, and everybody's like, "Oh, there's enough of us here to do a scrimmage," and they just split you into two teams, and mm-hmm. like nobody has any chemistry because it's a yep. bunch of random fucking guys from like the area that showed yeah. up on that given day. Like, that's what that game was like for me.
1: That's I. That's a great way to put it. It kind of like it almost reminds you of like watching like a pee wee game, except like they're not chasing the puck; they're just like going where the puck isn't. Because no one's hitting their passes. So it's just all over the place. Uh, let's go ahead and move on from Harry's gambling woes. Rumor has it that the Jack Eichel camp is making one last push to the Sabres to let him proceed with the next surgery he has been advocating for. I think it's also worth pointing out that while I am so sick of talking about this shit, that Vegas is apparently, of course, one of the front runners to land him. And I think it was Frank Saravelli. So, you know, take that with what you will. Uh, you know because that dude knows everything he broke every expansion draft move before the cracking could even do it he said that vegas is the front runner right now so i don't know what's going on here this is just For ridiculous a while, at this like point
2: anaheim and then they just which uh, like that makes sense said, to me they just said like today or yesterday that suddenly like there's been like no talks about Anaheim in the last like couple days or whatever. But again, all of it's hearsay. We don't even know when, and if still this is fucking going to go down. I say if, cause apparently like Nick just said, like he could even still stay with the Sabres. Who
1: knows? It's a whole mess. I'm, like I'm sorry, but at this I'm point you can't stay it. with the Sabres. It's done, dude. It's over with just move on. I would like, I mean, if that was
0: me, I wouldn't want to stay there, but no, Yeah, he should just get the fuck out and absolutely worry about the surgery afterwards. I mean, maybe he's trying to make a push for the Olympics with like a last ditch effort of like hope, which I don't think is going to happen. So it is
1: what it is. No, I completely agree. He should get the fuck out. And you know where he should go is the Detroit Red Wings, where he can join up with rookie Lucas Raymond, who scored a hat trick in his sixth career NHL game.
0: Yeah. Remember when we said wings were fun team and Nick, you pointed this guy out specifically. You said, watch out for that Lucas Raymond kid. He's really good. Well, in his sixth game, like Nick just said, recorded a hat trick against who else other than the Chicago Blackhawks, I believe. Am I right on that? I believe the Hawks fans were actually chanting, let's go Red Wings by the end of the game. That's how bad they were.
1: They were. And that's a big no-no for a Hawks fan. The Hawks
2: have literally been booed off of home ice like a couple times this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Raymond became the second teenager in franchise history to record a hat trick joining Hall of Famer and current GM of the Red Wings, Steve Eiserman, He became the third teenager to record at least four points in a game for the Red Wings joining. Tell me if you've heard of this guy, Gordie Howe and Steve Iserman. So yeah, Once really or
1: twice, game. those guys they could come. play hockey and confirm. Also, good, good company to be in. Shout
2: out the Wings playing some pretty good hockey out of the gates without Jacob Rana, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they got a lot of young guns. They're ready to go. Uh, who was it? um nick what's that what's that defenseman more insider yeah dude he doesn't give a fuck he's tough yeah he not only is he offensively good he's tough as shit like i I think that's one of the
1: things that and he came out of um he's german he came out of like the german league and everything and i i think one of the things that people don't realize is how tough it is to play in that league those guys do not give one single fuck and they will run you over yeah i can't
0: remember oh nick i'm sorry no go ahead I just was going to say, I can't remember who he was talking to. It was one of the like tough guys around the league. I can't remember what game it was, but um, maybe it was the Canadians and I, maybe it was Josh Anderson. I don't know. But Josh Anderson's a tough customer. Yeah. And what's it? How do you pronounce the name? Sizer. Cider. Cider. He, fuck. He, oh, he, it was like after the whistle and they went to go get the puck and Sizer just like knocked it away. And it was, like, supposed to be a game puck that they were going to give to the guy. And they yeah. started ta- taunting himself. He was like, I don't give a shit. This kid's, like, 19. Was that against Tampa Bay? Might have been Tampa. Didn't I he could... take the puck away from it was, Edmund?
1: It was, Pat oh. Mar- it, it was
0: Pat Maroon, I think, who came up to him. Oh, yeah, okay. he
2: took it away from Edmund. And, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what yeah.
1: happened. Which still, like. Balls to you, dude. Go take it off like, I don't know, the dude that's won the Norris Trophy how many times? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love cider,
2: especially with like a little bit of bourbon in it and like heat it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Max Bird is. Um, all right. <laughs> so I want to hear some overall
1: impressions from the first like really first like week, two weeks of NHL action. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on the cap so far. Harry, I want to start with you.
0: They look great. Um, of you know as much uh, as we've sucked off McDavid so far, Ovechkin's right behind him in scoring. With only one extra game played, he's got 12 points so far. Good to put him second in the league. He's a scoring machine. I don't, That game last night in Ottawa. Not gonna lie, I was I had a gut feeling when I woke up that when I was like, oh, Ottawa's gonna upset him. This has it written all over it. And then Mac started talking and I was like, God damn it. I'm going to end up getting sold on this. I'm not going to follow my gut. I ended up staying clear of the game, but Max Parlay did awesome. Shout out you, Mac. Um, and Ovi with two goals in the third period, I think he's a freaking machine. I mean, Oshie with the hat trick, the, ca- the caps look like they're clicking on all cylinders and Kuznetsov looks back to form ish close to it better than last year.
2: Kuzi looks good. Ovi looks fucking awesome. Oshie looks good. I like the young guys, too. LaPierre has contributed. McMichael is an assist or two, I believe. Um, I like everything I've seen about the offense. The defense is a little bit suspect. Um, Ferivari got like just outbodied on like a play that I really didn't like last night. Um, and that's going to happen. I mean, still figuring shit out.
1: Um, Love his skating right now. I mean, yeah. the way his back checking is... Awesome.
2: And shout out to him for scoring his first NHL goal the other day against Calgary. That was a big goal in that game. And it was a nice shot too. Uh, The one thing that, and we all knew this was coming that I'm not sold on with the Capitals is you guessed it, the fucking goaltending because Samsonov looked like a buoy out there
1: yesterday. Like just, <laughs> that, that is a great way to put it Mac. This he was did look like, like a floating buoy.
2: around all <laughs> over like the general area. And it's just like, God, it didn't even look like he I knew where he was supposed to be or what he was doing. He got scored on five times. A lot of those I would like to have back. Vanacek has looked good except for that Calgary game where he got yanked in the first period after giving up three, or I guess it was after the first period after giving up three.
1: Um, Which I don't necessarily fault. No. I, I put I the entire blame on him.
2: He's actually looked great. And I think it's worth mentioning um, that this man has had four starts this NHL season. Vitek Vanacek out of the four games he has started three of those games he took a shutout into the third period. I've been saying all along that I don't know what it is, but this guy just loves to take a, a shutout into the third period and then usually allow like one maybe two goals in the third. Um, last year and I like again this was a 56 game season. I don't know exactly how many starts he got last year. I should look that up. but to quote Ferris Bueller, it happened nine times that Vitek Vanacek took a shutout into the third period of nine different hockey games last year alone and then he did it three more times to start this season i think that guy's actually the real deal and i've said it all along i think he's going to take the starter crease from Samsonov i would like it to happen immediately because i'm sick of Samsonov's bullshit i'm not sold on that dude and i don't know why the caps are so hellbound hell bent on getting him to be our starter but Well, I think that
1: it's because they drafted him as high as they did. I think, you know, the, I completely agree with you. Everything that Caps fans, you should want to know about your goaltenders is who came out there on night one to start that game against the Rangers. Yeah. you know, it's, they've gone
0: with him. VV baby. Exactly. If I was a Caps fan, I'd be team VV up to this point. Absolutely. Um. Okay, that's enough chatter about that team. Uh,
1: Uh, Harry, (laughs) let's hear
0: your thoughts on your poopy pants penguins. They look good, man. I got a big smirk on my face. I can't wipe it off. I mean, if you would have told me that we're, what, uh, six games into the season, five games into the season, and our two leading scores would be Danton Heinen and Drew O'Connor, and we wouldn't have lost a game yet, I would have probably said Drew on crack. So uh, I can't really complain that much. They're playing the Lightning right now. We'll see how that goes. I have a little a little bit of dough on the pens. They've been playing well. Lightning have been playing bad. But, yeah, man, total total team effort. We don't have Carter. We don't have Russ. We don't have Malkin. We don't have Crosby. We don't have Latang right now. I mean, we don't have anybody. So it's been a full team effort. One name – I won't go on a huge Penguin tangents. Don't worry. One name you do want to remember, though, this kid, Drew O'Connor. I was going to bring him up in the opening um, division preview when we were doing it. But he wasn't projected to be in the lineup. Uh, obviously, Carter was still healthy at that time. All that good stuff. He's good. He's really good, and he's a big body too. Um, you know, he reminds me of like a more skilled Sam Lafferty. I'm sure Caps fans kind of know who Sam Lafferty is. He's played some some big games against you guys. But um, Drew O'Connor, he can play, man. I, I'm very impressed with what I've seen from him. He played great in preseason. Danton Heinen, I think he came over from Anaheim in the offseason, and he put up three goals he's in, in Boston for a minute, too. Yeah, he's looked he's looked sharp. So, you know, when when the boys get healthy, uh, that'll be nice. I'm still looking for more out of Kapanen. I expect him to have a huge season. Doesn't have a goal yet, so keep an eye on that. But Pens look good. I'm, I'm happy with it. What do you think of the goaltending so far? Jari's look good. Um, I don't know. I should have tweeted this out and I apologize that I didn't. He's actually 16 and one in his last, or I'm sorry, he's 16, one and two in his last 19 games, regular season at PPG paints. So I knew that's that. that That's I'm telling you, like up until the playoffs last year, he was good. Like he's been to an all-star game. He played well last year. He just fell apart in the playoffs. A goalie that I'm, you know, we're familiar with that around here in Pittsburgh, but, um, yeah, I I think he's been good so far. I'm not gonna hate um, that game in Florida. You know that was tough. To Smith started that one. They came back and beat us, but Florida's a wagon, so I can't really complain. Pens look good. That's it. I'm done. You got anything? Okay, thanks. What about the rest of the Metro?
2: Well, I think it's a no-brainer that the fact that the Caps and the Penguins are both off to a good start only means more trouble in the Metropolitan Division because we said at the beginning of the year we expect the Islanders and probably the Hurricanes to be the top two teams in this division by the end of the season. I'm not ready to jump ship on that prediction just yet. I still believe that in my heart. Uh, But that just makes it that much more complicated because the fact that the Pens and the Caps are neck and neck no, we're only a couple of games into the season, but I was certainly hoping that, you know, with the Pens missing as many guys as they are, they would fall. I, I was hoping for them to have like a Blackhawks or a Leafs type start where they like don't get their first win until like their fourth or fifth game. Then they would lose a couple more and they have to do the classic thing where they're like playing catch-up all season. But don't think it's gonna be Don't think it's going to be that easy. Uh, It's looking like it's going to be just about as competitive
1: as we expected. Yeah, to back that up, Mac, uh, the Metro is the only division in the NHL right now that does not have a team with a losing record in it.
0: I actually just saw that. You want to know another fun stat? If you combine the records of every team, don't include the overtime losses, the Metropolitan Division is 28-7. and That's a four to one. That's a four to one win to loss ratio. Wow. Again, not including overtime losses, but that's fucking nuts. Wow.
1: Yeah. The worst record in the Metro is the Flyers. They've only played four games and they're two, one and one. Just for point of reference, the or the central has two teams that have not won games yet through six (laughs) games. And the Pacific has three teams that have one win.
0: Okay, so I know that next in our topic discussion, we're talking about ESPN broadcast. Fuck Steve Levy. That's all I got to say. I don't have much. Let's talk about the Blues. The Blues, guys, you two sold me on them in those division previews, and man, did they look good.
1: I feel like they've had like a couple fluke years ever since winning that cup. That's still a good hockey team. Yeah. They're yeah, a great They're really good. Team. Yeah, they David
2: Perron is a monster. I'm monster. so glad that I drafted him on my fantasy team. He is. That's a
0: really monster. good fantasy move. And Nick, I know we talked about him a little bit, but that guy, Jordan Cairo, he's popping off. Yeah, he he's awesome. Real good. Yeah, so, he looks
1: really good. I think he's going to be like top three forward for them at some point. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he was the team's leading scorer in two or three years. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I would agree with you on that. Um, While we're talking about them, real quick, do you think that Tarasenko is going to play there all year or get moved at some point?
1: I don't know. He seems pretty happy there right now.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I think I read a Frank Saravelli tweet about him still wanting out a week ago, but dude, he's got like six points in five games and scored an unreal highlight goal the other night. He I mean- still
2: wants out, apparently, but at the same time, he's doing well. The team is doing well, and... Doesn't sound like you know, I mean, I know it's early, but I still wouldn't expect the blues to be sellers at the trade deadline. I expect them to be mm-hmm. buyers, and so for that reason, I kind of think he'll be there all year.
0: Yeah, if they keep playing like this, I don't think he should run out at all. So good for them. I mean, I like I like the blues as a team. It's hard to really root against the blues, I would say, unless you're a Hawks fan or something, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice jersey, uh, Mac.
1: thoughts on the Sabres so far.
0: Wow. Um, they thumped the lightning the other night. I mean, talk about two teams that were on the that complete watch. So they were two teams on the complete opposite side of the spectrum last year, collide in the first or what, the fifth game of the season. And the Sabres upset the lightning. I think they were like plus 180 on the money line. Would have been worse if they were on the road. I mean, I guess we can tie the conversation together. The lightning looked awful. They Horrible. set the rec- they had set the record for longest time. Uh, without a lead, as I stated earlier, they broke the Blackhawks record the day oh, after they, it did win
2: two games, but they were both in overtime. So technically, they, they never know, led. Yeah, they never elapsed time in a game with a lead. Correct.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I haven't really watched much of either uh, up to this point. Do you guys have any more input?
1: No, I just, the Sabres have been pretty impressive. They're 4-1-1 and to start the year through six games. And I think for everyone that would have just assumed that they would be 0-6-0, you know, you have to say hats off to them.
2: For sure. And like, I want to assure everybody, they will still be one of the worst teams Absolutely. By the end of the year. It's great that they're off to a good start. And I'm glad that their fans can have some enjoyment before all the chaos, but there will
1: be chaos and it will be in large quantities throughout the year. For sure. Real quick, before we get to some signings, injuries, trades, and suspensions, we just want to highlight the three stars of the week from NHL.com. The first is Kyle Connor. He led all scores with five goals, three assists, and eight points in three games, tallying multiple points in each contest. Connor McDavid's the second star, scoring three goals, having five assists for eight points in three multi-point performances. And Ilya Sorokin is 3-0-1 with a 0.99 GAA, a nine seven one save safe percentage, and two awesome. shutouts on the year.
2: And that is the only thing bailing me out of the fact that I also have Flurry. I literally have like the <laughs> best and worst goalie on my fantasy team. And I'm he looks good. keeping Flurry on the bench until he figures this fucking shit out.
1: He looks really good. So before we hop into any other signings and all that nonsense, we just want to remind everyone that summer may be over, but there's still never been a better time to get out on the water. If you're looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of, well, you're in luck because the Yacht Lender is a specialist in marine finance. With partnerships with 15 different banks, he is the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the Yacht Lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at www.yachtlender.com or check him out on Instagram at Yacht Lender to see others who have already gotten out on the water.
0: All there right. There's never been a better time to go in the water than October 26th. Let me tell you something.
1: Exactly. You know, bring your he mountain climbing gear and freeze your balls off. It'll be great. Did, did he have the, the Fort Lauderdale show in there somehow? Because he's leaving tomorrow. Aren't those over with now, or did I cut it out too early? Nah, that's nah. just a small details. Doesn't matter.
0: No, he leaves I, tomorrow. He'll be there, I, he'll be there all weekend. Okay. So um, yeah, fly down to Florida and see Yachtlander. Can find him in Mexico in three weeks. That would also be a fun time. So I don't know if you want to do that. I don't think you would do that. And if you're a financial advisor, I think he's hiring. So that's all yeah. I'm going to say about that.
1: Plus, I have a feeling you'd you'd be hurting a lot on the way home from that trip. And speaking of hurting, there is no specific return date for Sidney Crosby that has been specified at this time. Crosby admitted in a press conference that he has had his this like a wrist injury. Since returning from the Olympics in 2014, where Ryan Reeves hit him in the first game back from the Olympics, and the injury has nagged him ever since. Harry, thoughts
0: on this one? Suddenly hate fu- Ryan. I'm team fuck Ryan Reeves. That's all, all right. I got to say. I'm on board. So go, Team 43. Uh, I'm I can't root. Rip- What'd you say?
2: I said, welcome aboard. It's good to have you on the ship.
0: Yeah, I'm team fuck Ryan Reeves officially. So thank you.
1: Nice. Uh, Nick Robertson, this one sucks. I feel really, really bad for this kid. He's out at least 10 weeks with a broken leg. Uh, the Leafs forward broke it while playing, uh, with the Marlies on Sunday and then blue jackets defenseman, Dean Cookin is out for the next eight weeks with a fractured wrist. We did have a trade. Actually, the sharks traded forward Dylan Gambrell to the Sens for a 2022 seventh rounder, which I think belonged to them initially in the first place. Anyways, uh, before it's a weird one, I know. Just totally random. Uh, before we hop into our gambling stuff for the week, I think Mac has a word for us from SharpRank. Yeah, I just
2: wanted to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. SharpRank created the first ever cross sport rating system, ranking betters from any sport on the leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. SharpRank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM. Betway and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for iPhone and Android today. And now,
1: Harrison. Who Alrighty, Harry. Very putting,
2: excited. Yeah. To talk turn it. Turning the visor
1: upside down and backwards, and put your sunglasses got the rally on. App, indoor visor
2: and the sunglasses on. For those of you watching on YouTube,
1: thank
0: you. It was a tough week for me last week, so you know we got to switch up the mojo a little bit. We were ice cold to start, but you know, Mac, I think I think you steered the ship last night, so I give you a lot of credit. All right, fellas, Thank let's you. get into it. So uh, first things first, the most surefire bet in sports right now, you know, we talked about it at the start, McDavid over one and a half points. It has to be, you know, a better paying dividend than any Charles Schwab or Fidelity Mutual type shit that your company's got you investing in. Better than your 401k. I can assure you that. Here's my tip. If the Oilers are at home, Key is at home, they put up like four or five goals a game when they're at home. So I would... Be more inclined to throw money on the McDavid prop when he's at home. That's just my finding. Nick?
1: I totally agree with you. My only reservation with these bets is the value.
0: The value is it not
1: blows. great.
2: Yeah. And of course, some nights it's just not going to hit. So it's tricky because you want to not no. accidentally get it on the wrong night. But if our site would allow us to parlay
1: it with something. I know, it's so fucking frustrating.
0: (laughs) I would agree agree with that. So what I'm saying is McDavid over one and a half points when he's at home, you can usually get the value around like minus 150, although it's probably going up at this point. (laughs) We might actually see like minus 170 here shortly, which is kind of nuts to say. So that brings me to your next best value bet right now for the Oilers, Zach Hyman. He's got five goals in five games so far. PP1 unit, playing on the first line, he looks phenomenal. You can find value for him to score a goal usually around, I think that like plus 140-ish value, somewhere around in there. So a little bit better bang for your buck, not as much of a surefire option, but so far so good for Zach Hyman Betts. Uh, fun fact, especially for all you Leafs fans, Zach Hyman has more goals than Tavares, Nylander, Matthews, and Marner combined. Ouch, so that hurts. That's always a fun stat. I
1: love that bet. I think that's awesome. I went out of my way to draft this guy on my fantasy team because he got traded to the Oilers or because he signed with the Oilers, whichever one it was. You know, he's playing with significantly more firepower than he was last year.
0: Yeah. So. And playing with Connor will do that for you. Uh, My next point, Nick, just touched on it with the NHL Stars of the Week, but Ilya Sorokin is red-hot right now and easily off to the best start out of all the goalies in the league. So that brings me to New York Islanders unders when Sorokin is starting. When you're putting up numbers like that and with the way that the Islanders play, I think the under and Islanders games with Sorokin and Ned is definitely a good option right now.
2: It's literally a doubly good option for that reason because they don't have a ton of offensive star power. They're also going to play a lot of Metro teams because that's the division they're in, um, and all those teams are pretty good. So, um, yeah. Plus, it's a
1: trot system, and they have the best D pair in the league. They're
2: going to win games two to one, three to nothing, three to one, shit like that. Definitely when Sorokin's in there. And this is the tough thing about publishing picks for the NHL. Every single day, I can't decide what I'm betting in the NHL until I re- refresh Daily Face off enough so that it has the goalies confirmed and I know who's in net, because that matters a fuck ton for if, deciding if, who you're going to bet on. If
1: you're deciding before 5 p.m., you must know something that we don't. Yeah. It's you like
0: basically starting quarterback, quarterback for, for yeah. those who are yeah. you know, kind of new here. So. Yes, seeing who the goal is is very important. I would say if Islanders are at six and a half, definitely under six. Under five and a half, eh, think about it, see who the opponent is, but probably under is what I would say. Six um, is always nice, too, because you do get the push. Yes, agreed. Uh, Lucas Raymond, we talked about him earlier in the show, but the rookie sensation for the Red Wings looks red hot right now. So keep an eye for him on prop bets. That's probably gonna get you some good value just to get a point. Forget the goal. Two
1: more to go along with him to brink it with everyone out for the Hawks. That goal scoring is gonna to have to come from somewhere, and all that guy does is shoot the puck. So I would do him. him and or then Kubalique. Kubaliq's a good one too. And then Miro Heiskinen. He's got two or three goals to start the year already. I know he that's might tough, be back. I know that's tough for a defenseman to do a pro- like a prop to get a goal, but if you're feeling dangerous one night, it's always great value for yeah. defensemen. So
0: he's always a good one
1: for like one or two points too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Connor Garland six point six game point streak six and six can't argue with that. Showing consistency, so why not? Canucks look uh, okay so far, uh, especially if they're playing fucking Seattle. Uh, the Penguins. Have yet to lose in regulation as we're recording this. They are playing the Lightning right now. As I said earlier, uh, they've been dogs. They're dogs right now at home. If you would tell me how many times the Penguins have been underdogs at home in the last ten years, it's not often. So take that as a gift. They're playing well. It's because all the stars are out. Very so, good point. You know, I would uh, I would be a little more confident in the Pens even with all the stars out. And Drew O'Connor prop bets mentioned him earlier. Keep an eye. Uh, five games into the season now a lot of degenerate gamblers and i know one in particular who listens a lot you first period junkies are nuts that's way too much adrenaline for me to just hit it right off the bat first period unders for the lightning the lightning are the only team in the nhl so far who have not scored in the first period of a game and if i'm looking correctly right now as i'm getting a live update the penguins and lightning just ended the first period zero zero another first period under for the bolts Keep an eye on that. I can't explain why, but that's a stat that's useful. That's six straight games where the Lightning haven't scored in the first.
1: I, th- I think they also just wow. tend to not give up goals in the first two as a team. They tend exactly. to like to play out that first period zip zip.
2: That's actually a good point. Maybe just the
0: under in general for games that they're playing in for the f- for that first period. Right. Yeah. So something to keep an eye on. I know that's a big uh, big thing for the D-Gems out there. So uh, keep an eye. Panthers, 5-0 and start. Probably the best team that's left that's undefeated other than maybe the Canes. Uh, the value sucks for them, but I just think that's worth noting. Might want to uh, wait and see this week. Yeah, especially, yeah, like we said with the Quinville stuff, we'll see. Uh, game of the week, the drama bowl. We already touched on it once, but here's my breakdown of it. I probably wrote way too much, so I'll go through this quick. Uh, the Leafs are in shambles, and the city of Toronto might riot if they keep this up. The Leafs play the Canes on 10-25, where they lost. Uh, So knowing that, they are going into the Blackhawks game on Wednesday the 27th. I don't care who's in net. I don't care about any of that shit. It doesn't matter. This is one where you don't need to look at the goalies. I'm taking the over in this game. I don't care what it's set at. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares... Riley, they have to put up like four goals uh, at least. I'd say five. I say five three written all over this. I hope I'm right. I will be going heavy on the over tomorrow night. So, full disclaimer, I'm on it. Nice. What do you guys think?
1: I think over is a good one for that game. I think with the way that the Hawks' defense has been, and yeah, I think the Leafs are going to have to wake up at some point. I mean, they can score. We know we have that, or they have that firepower as a team. I mean, they wouldn't be paying. All that money not to get it. So, yeah, it's going to wake up sooner or later. You would think. Mac, thoughts? You got the hot hand.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I like the over in that game. Makes sense to me. I think that the Leafs will probably win, but
1: I don't think I'll be messing with any money lines on that one.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally
1: random prop, but Nick Jensen to get a point lately. I mean, he's been skating really well. He's been assisting. I mean, he's, you know, on like two big goals the last two games. He he's scored the other night.
2: Pressure. Yeah.
1: Uh, Nick he also, also should have one
2: more step. goal than he does because he scored. Well, he shouldn't. It was offside, but he scored Correct. a rocket of a goal in that yeah. home opener uh, against yeah, the Rangers, was. and it got called back because we were way the fuck offsides. But nonetheless,
1: yeah. he scored a rocket that didn't count. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on to the next portion of our gambling segment today, we are going to give you our future picks for the NHL individual player awards. That's the Calder trophy for the best rookie, the Norris trophy for the best defenseman, the Vesna for the best goaltender, the Art Ross for most points and the Rocket Richard for the most goals. So to get us going here with the Calder Trophy for best rookie, it will be the Florida Panthers goaltender Spencer Knight coming in at a plus one thousand. Mac, who do you have?
2: I have Cole Caulfield at plus three hundred. One of the more obvious picks, but I—that's what I said before the season started. And I'm not not so sure. I agree now, but it's also
1: early, so yeah. I you know it's kind of hard for me to you know say that Spencer Knight's is going to win this one. Bob has actually looked somewhat decent, but it looks um, great. Yeah. yeah.
0: I had Spencer Knight as well.
1: So I'm with you.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Norris interesting take for me on this one. I'm going to go Jacob Slavin at a plus 1700 solely on value. I think this is a guy that with a team that's as good as Carolina is and can score as much as this guy can, and I with think Freddie Anderson and Ned a lot of the time. I think he can put up a lot of points and they can be a good team. And it's like all that is just going to roll into him having a Norris season. That's what's going on in my brain. It is good value. I, I
2: don't hate that at all. Yeah. I took Kale McCarr for plus 350, another slam dunk, but I really think he's going to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems to become more of an offensive defenseman award. And there is no better offensive defenseman right now than Kale McCarr, in my opinion. So avalanche will turn it around um slow start but i good. fully expect to come back at the end of the
1: season and you guys yeah. be 100 percent correct yep. uh the vesna for best goaltender i'm gonna go with mark andre Fleury. i know stay hot nick uh plus <laughs> 1000 not off to a great start but i have a feeling he's just gonna turn it around and go back to back those
0: odds have to have changed oh the, so just as a like general rule of thumb we we uh, listed these before the season started. All the odds are from before the first game was played. So this is kind of us seeing how things have aged a little bit. Yep. The Flory one, (laughs)
1: plus 10 i'm just gonna go ahead and start doing this to it Yeah, (laughs) it. Yeah. yeah
2: i uh i still like my pick i went with connor hellebuck the jets aren't as hot yet as i thought they would be but i'm sure they'll get there i still love this team to make a lot of noise this year and i think the only way they do that is from super strong goaltending by the super strong goaltender u.s born connor hellebuck I'm with Mac on that
0: plus 1,000.
1: That's a great pick as well. Uh, the Art Ross, who did you guys have winning this one?
0: If you Hello, pick Rob. anything other than McDavid, you can all say wrong. it at
1: the same time. Three,
2: two, one, McDonald. McDavid. With David. Yeah, he minus two
1: eighty five. <laughs> like he's yeah. minus at, you know, before the season started to win to win an award. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and Rocket Richard, we uh, we have three different answers on this one. Three uh yeah completely different players too which is kind of
0: cool uh harry go first for this one i had alex to brink it obviously the hawks are uh (laughs) not looking great um and he hasn't played you know out of his mind or anything so far so i'm not really confident on that pick i don't think any of us saw the hawks coming out as slow at the gate as they have so far but for plus 1700 i thought it was a good value he's gonna be playing with Kane. not feeling great on that i'd probably ov or mcdavid at this point uh duh but yeah
2: i said austin matthews at plus 300 um again before the season started and again he definitely still could do it however i'm mad at myself for this one because i'm such a homer you know i always want to pick caps people and i really almost did pick ov for this one but i like kind of smacked myself on the wrist and i was like don't do it don't be a homer pick somebody who actually is probably going to win it but Deep down, I knew that Ovi wants one more fucking rocket. And I think that if he's going to get one more, this is the year to do it while he's still, you know, not too, too old. And I definitely think he could. I, I really think Ovi could end up winning the rocket this year.
1: Based on his start to the year, I mean, it looks like he he definitely could. Uh, my choice was Nathan McKinnon at a plus 1700. I know that this guy was held out uh, of That's the lineup pick too. for a couple, but, you know, at that value and with, the level at which that guy can score. I don't think that's too far off to say, I think he will win a rocket Richard at some point in his career.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And if you know, it weren't for the COVID start and you know, things kind of running through the avalanche right now, uh, I think it will be all right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All righty gentlemen. Well, that about wraps it up for all we have today. Do you guys have anything else before we hop off? Uh, Do you want to? Okay. never mind. (laughs) No, we can let's
0: do it. Uh, All right. Here's the rule. Uh, Three minutes. If we can't do it in three minutes, then we stop right there. So it is
1: Mac and I played a game last week where we listed uh, NHL players by their jersey number to count from one to 99. This week, the challenge is these all come to us from the people at bar down. Uh, The challenge is reciting the alphabet A to Z using NHL current and former player last names. All right, so I want to see if we can do this, but each of us gives an answer for one. Yeah, so we'll do like Nick, you do A, I do B, Mac does C, and then Nick does D. Oh, I was Bobo. thinking like we each give, but I don't care. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I kind of like it my way. One, Let's two, do it. Six yeah, that sounds that. faster. It'll be quicker. Yeah. yeah. All right, so in three, two, one,
1: Nick, go. Daniel Alfredson. Todd, I will. Get little... oh, oh,
2: sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Todd go ahead. Bertuzzi. Uh, Chris Chelios.
1: Alex Daigle. Uh, Joel Edmondson. Um,
2: Martin Ferraval. Actually, no. Joe Finley, former Capital. Joe, Joe
1: Finley. Finley. Yeah. Nice. Played for the Fighting Sioux. Joe. Fin- he did play for the Fighting Sioux. Scott Gomez. Mike Hoffman. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, Alex Ayafalo. That's a good one. Tomas Yurko. Anze
0: Kopitar. Uh,
2: The banker, Kevin LeBanc.
1: Nice. Uh, Glenn Metropolit. William Nylander. Nice. Alex Oveskin. That's a good one. <laughs> uh da, 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 Teddy Purcell for P.
0: Uh Michelle Willette. Old time penguin. Yeah? 2007 days. Wicked wrister. Wait. Didn't we just Start- go backwards or something? Am I said Oveskin already. AQ. And then Willette, Willette is Q. P. Oh wait. ABC, well, that starts
2: with a Q. I thought it'll start with an A with an L.
0: No, it's Q. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. Look okay. it up. Michelle Willet. Okay. Q U O whatever. He's on like the O six team way back. I'm like really? 90% sure this is gonna start with an O. <laughs> no, I swear it starts with a Q. Please okay. look it up before we um,
1: all right. We'll move on. Uh just for shits and gigs All anyways. right. So my go on then? Yeah, what is that? R?
2: Yeah, Alexander radulov
1: S, Alex Steen.
0: Fuck! It starts with an O. Damn. It. <laughs> yeah, why would it start with an O? Why? I thought it was there. French.
2: There's also right. a way more obvious one you could do with a Q. He's still in the NHL right now.
0: I'm trying to think. He's a goalie. Uh, oh God, this is gonna kill me. He's um, a goalie. Come on. Is he a starter? Why am I blanking on Q guys? There's a lot of pressure on me right There's now. Head
1: coach of the Panthers. Just saying. Well, he's not.
0: Well, well yeah, but Quenville. that, that I, is a player. I thought about Quenville. I guess he was a player. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cop out there. Mac, what was yours? Jonathan Quick. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Pat okay. Quinn. Dude, my confidence could have sold anybody on that. Yeah. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> I was like, do you know that O comes before P?
0: <laughs> I could have sold Jordan <laughs> Belfort on that, dude. Like, oh, my God. Okay, anyways. Anyway, I said Rajilov, so you're up
1: again and you're with S, right? Yeah. Or, no, I said Alex Steen. So Harry's okay, got so T. Okay. Alex Tangi. Nice. Three Alexes in a row. RJ Umberger. Pat Verbeek. Ooh, nice. W. Uh, Tom, oof,
0: Tom Wilson.
1: Fuck. Nice. I that I there. That. Don't even try. There's not one. There's not one. Yeah. There's yeah. not one. So just move uh-huh. to the next one. So why? Yeah. Okay. Uh Keith Yandel song. Nice. Last one, Z. Is it me or you? Paul Zigamanis. Ooh. Are you sure is that Mike? Or is it Mike Zigamanis? He
2: played for the pens. He's a face-off guy.
0: Yeah. There's, there's
2: also a bunch. There's actually more than you would think
0: with Z. Yeah. Pavel also, that Baca. That True. came in at three minutes and 45 seconds. So, Not a little bad. over. It's probably because of my queue. Discounting um,
1: the internet search. Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, Zaytzev. discounting the internet Nikita search. a good one. We probably broke it. Jakob Zaboral. He's a little shy. Zubov, dude. Zubov. Dinah Zubris. There we go. Legend. Yeah good oh, shit well, boys get up so yeah, we try brain exercise at 8 p.m. after a full oh, day of working shit, yeah yeah hey, it's only 7 p.m.
0: don't be uh sure for it in time for me right <laughs> i'm a liability at this point um okay <laughs> well i don't know my o's from my q's but i do know the over is hitting tomorrow night so happy gambling to all you guys black hawks leafs manana uh nick mac anything else all good
1: in the hood. Uh, catch the Xfinity NASCAR race this weekend at Martinsville the Lachlan Family Foundation is sponsoring Ryan Ellis' car
0: well said uh, other than that I don't have anything else so uh, thank you everybody for listening to episode 98 we are getting damn close to 100 that'll be fun uh, and without further ado class dismissed